Welcome, my name is Pastor Scotty Bockhaus, and we thank you for taking some time to listen to some audio recordings from the pulpit of the Riverview Baptist Church. Our desire is to show the Lord high, holy, and lift it up, as well as try to be a blessing to those through the Word of God. Please enjoy this message, and we pray that it will be a blessing to your life. Hitting these lessons of wisdom, we're hitting them now and again, but towards the end of the year, we're going to open up, and that will be our entire series of walking through these Proverbs and seeing these wonderful lessons of wisdom that we could get from these Proverbs. Remember that the book of Proverbs is written for the idea of giving us instruction so we could walk the correct way. And through it, there is a lot of wisdom squeezed into just even one verse. And that's what we're going to find tonight is that we're going to have an entire message based off of one verse. But in this one verse, there is so much wisdom that we need to know for ourselves. So look with me, if you don't mind, the book of Proverbs chapter number eight, the book of Proverbs chapter number eight. And notice with me in verse number 13, the book of Proverbs chapter eight. And notice with me in verse number 13 Romans or sorry Proverbs 8:13 the Bible says the fear of the Lord is to hate evil pride and arrogancy and the evil way and the forward mouth do I hate and if you're in the habit of marking things in your Bible, would you mark this phrase that we find at the very beginning of Proverbs chapter 8 and verse 13? Proverbs 8 and verse 13, notice this phrase, the fear of the Lord is to hate evil. The fear of the Lord is to hate evil. And if you don't mind, we will pray. Let's talk to the Lord. Dear Heavenly Father, thank you again for you being a wonderful God. And as we come to you today, we're just asking that you would give us great wisdom and great discernment as we open up your word, that you would help us not to define things the way that we think they should be defined. But in fact, we would see what your word has to say and be able to apply it to ourselves. I'm asking that you would give us great wisdom and great discernment, that your Holy Spirit would have great liberty. And that as I'm preaching your word, we could expect your Holy Spirit to draw us near, to open up our eyes, that we may see and behold wondrous things from thy law, that we would see how this applies to us, and that you would work in Jesus' name. Amen. As we approach this passage, there is a lot squeezed into this one verse, and something that can apply to us very clearly. Let's start off understanding that the fear of the Lord, we've spent a lot of time in the last couple of years describing the fear of the Lord, but we know according to the Bible, the fear of the Lord is the beginning of wisdom. Where do we get wisdom at? It starts with our fear of the Lord. What is the fear of the Lord? The fear of the Lord is an emotional response that we develop from knowing God. Knowing God is going to be the beginning of wisdom when we begin to know who he is personally, not just facts and figures, but develop to have a relationship. And the closer we would get with God, the more of an emotional response that we're going to have towards him. We understand that sometimes people have that idea of fear of knee knocking and shaking, but the fear of the Lord goes a lot deeper than that. It's like having a parent or someone that of a higher position that you deeply respect and that you love and that you would fear doing something, 
because of that respect that you have. Some kids would say, I can never do that because my dad would kill me. We know that their dad would not kill them. However, that fear is expressed in that way because they have such a fear, they could not even imagine doing that crime, that sin, that infraction because of that fear that they would have. Where does that come from? It comes from an emotional response from knowing God personally. And so here we could see the fear of the Lord, that the fear of the Lord is to hate wisdom. When we develop a fear of the Lord because of that personal response to God, there's going to be some things that we are going to be opposed to. There are going to be some things that we're going to be against. Wisdom deliberately and categorically disassociates itself from all things on this list. That if we have the fear of the Lord and a true and honest fear of the Lord, that we are going to hate these things on this list. That the fear of the Lord is to hate evil. People who will practice these things on this list are not going to be wise because the fear of the Lord is the beginning of wisdom. We're having a contrast of what we've learned before. The big fear of the Lord is the beginning of wisdom. And yet when we find those that don't fear the Lord, they're going to engage in this list. People who f- have a fear of the Lord are going to hate certain things. Now, a lot of times some people would say the fear of the Lord is to hate evil and then put a period there and then they would go preach on their pet sins. Remember, it's much easier to hate the sins of someone else. And it's much easier to read this verse here and apply it to, <laughs> out of context to things that you think this list says. But if you don't mind tonight, we're going to take time to see what this list really says And we're going to see how it applies to us. And understanding that if we have a correct fear of the Lord, that we're also going to have a correct response to God. And if we're not having a correct response to the Lord, that means that our fear of the Lord is off. What is the answer? We need to get to know God more. Does that make sense? So with that in mind, let's see what God calls this list. Notice the punctuation. The fear of the Lord is to hate evil. Then we have this colon. What we have here then is the list. What is God categorized as evil? Now, once again, most people would put a period there and say, here is my list of evil. And you would list all the things that you don't like, all the things that you don't do all the things that others do. It's much easier to hate someone else's sin, but let's see what God has to define. And let's define these clear. So what is considered evil in God's sight? Notice number one, pride. Pride. What is the sin that God hates? What is the sin that God considers evil? Pride. Pride. The word pride carries itself to rise up, to lift up, and thus to exalt. We know that the root of pride is to exalt oneself above God. Carrying the idea that I know better than God. I don't need God. I could do it myself. Now, remember, it's always best if the Bible defines its own terms. So hold your finger here and turn with me to the Old Testament book of Habakkuk found within the minor prophets Habakkuk in chapter number two. 
if we truly want to find out what God means, we need to let God define his own terms. Now, pride in essence means to lift oneself up, to exalt. It's to have a false view of oneself. It has a wrong dependence upon oneself. But let's see what the Bible has to say in depending, uh, defining itself. The book of Habakkuk in chapter number two. The book of Habakkuk chapter two. Now we're turning back to Proverbs in just a second. This is just a quick pit stop. But Habakkuk chapter two, and notice with me in verse number four. Habakkuk chapter two and verse four. Behold, his soul which is lifted up, that's pride. We just define that as pride. The idea to rise up, to lift up. Behold, his soul which is lifted up is not upright in him. We understand that. Someone who's prideful is not right with God. But notice as God further defines this. But the just shall live by his faith. Now, if we were to take the word faith and say, what is the opposite of faith? Most people default to the idea of disbelief. But that is not how God defines faith or its opposite. What is the opposite of faith? The opposite of faith is pride. How does that work? You see, you are either trusting in God or you're trusting in something else. That's what pride is. Pride is a lack of dependence upon God. Pride is where you are not trusting God and letting God work. So often we are guilty of this pride. We try to answer our own prayers. We try to do things in our own strength. But pastor, how do you know that we're doing things in our own strength? Well, tell me about your prayer life. How do I know that I'm depending upon God? How's your prayer life? Are you surrendering yourself? Are you asking God? Are you depending upon God? Do you dare do anything without asking God for his help for him to do it? Not asking God to bless what you're already doing, but for you to surrender and say, God, what would you have me to do? What's the next step? Lord, I'm trusting you to do this. We are very proud creatures. We are so self-sufficient and self-dependent. And yet, what God wants most of all is God needs to be needed. God needs to be needed. God wants us to depend upon him. Now, I understand in American culture, it's all about self-reliance, self-dependence, independence. I don't need anyone. I don't need anything. I am strong enough. I'm big enough. I'm smart enough. I'm brave enough. And that's our downfall. That our strength becomes our weakness. That wherever we're strong, we're honestly weak because we're not trusting God. You have great intellect. Well, normally that's where your pride is. I'm smart enough to figure this out on my own. You have great physical strength. That's where your pride's going to be at because you don't have to depend upon God. You have great ability. Well, that's where your pride is going to be. You have great talent. That's where your pride's going to be. You have great riches. That's where your pride is going to be because we don't depend upon God in those areas that we think that we have it. And yet the Bible says the fear of the Lord is to hate evil. What does God classify as evil? pride. You know what God hates? God hates it when we depend upon ourselves. 
God hates it when we say, I've got this. God hates this when we attempt to do things in our own strength. And yet, how many things do we depend upon our own strength? It could start right away in your morning. You failed to pray the night before that God would wake you up refreshed and renewed. I don't need God to wake me up. I've got coffee. (laughs) And you don't depend upon God to get you up and going. You depend on Folgers. And then you get in your car and you don't even think about it. You're halfway asleep driving and it's all about your skill. You don't realize what danger you're honestly in. And you get there safe and I didn't need God for that. I got there. And the whole day we go through that way. We don't depend upon God at our jobs. We don't depend on God on our relationships with coworkers. We don't depend upon God on the words that come out of our mouth. We don't depend upon God with the people that are at home waiting for us when we do get home. We are so self-reliant. And God hates it. God hates it. How many times have we sung a song out of our own strength and our own power? How many times have we prayed a prayer by our own power? We are such proudful creatures. Well, you mean we're all walking around saying, look at me? No, we walk around saying, I've got this. And we don't even think about asking God to do things in our life. It doesn't even cross our mind that maybe I should ask God to help me at work. It doesn't even cross our mind that I need God's help in working with relationships and family members. I've got this. But the fear of the Lord is to hate evil. How does God classify evil? Pride is number one. Pride. Well, maybe the list gets a little bit better. Maybe he gets talking about someone else's sin. Well, let's see what the Bible has to say. Proverbs chapter 8 and verse 13. The fear of the Lord is to hate evil. So now God then classifies and defines what does God say is evil. Proverbs 8, 13. The fear of the Lord is to hate evil. First, pride. Then notice this. And arrogancy. Arrogancy. Another thing that God considers evil is arrogance. All right, so let's define our terms. What is arrogance? It's pride in action. God hates pride. And so he says, I hate pride. Okay, 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 God hates pride. All right, so next thing is arrogancy. What's arrogancy? Pride in action. It's an attitude that I don't need God. I'm independent of God. I've got things. So pride is a point in action. I don't need God. Arrogancy is actually living that away. God hates it when we live not dependent on God. It's the one who thinks they could live apart from him. Arrogance is when a person acts upon that pride and lives a way that no longer exalts and honor God. We live our life exalting and honoring ourselves. I got through work today and I did my job. I dealt with my family today. I did my job. I've got this. You know, how many times we go through a day and we haven't asked God for anything? 
I mean, as Christians, we have to say, all right, Lord, bless my food. But you know, we're the ones who provided the food. Lord, I'm supposed to pray before I go to bed. So Lord, you know, now I lay me down to sleep. If I should die before I wake. My... Our prayers show arrogancy because we don't trust God for anything on a normal day. How many times did you pray to God today? How many times did you pray to God at work saying, Lord, if I'm left to my own devices, I'm going to mess up my job. Help me to do my job competently. Well, Lord, I'm talking to someone right now and as they're telling me stuff, I don't know what to say. Lord, give me the words to say. How many times do we live out an entire day and not once ask for God's help? Now, some people, and I'll get to that in a second. We get to the place of being arrogant in our life. It's pride in action. It's how we live our life every day. We are so arrogant that we don't need God's help. So arrogant, I've got this. So arrogant, God, you just, you know, bless me if you want, but that's fine. I've got this. And if we're to be honest, that's how we live our life day by day. How do I know that I'm being arrogant? Well, have you read your Bible? That you could read, go your day without trusting God for your Bible? Well, I read my Bible. Okay, well then tell me how your Bible was like. Well, I don't remember a single thing I read, but I know my eyes touched every word of the page. It took me two minutes to read 10 chapters. Unless you're a super reader. Now, I understand I'm a super reader, but at the same time, I know that I'm going too fast when I start looking up and said only a couple minutes have passed in my Bible. You understand? But we get to the place where even our Bible reading is arrogant. (laughs) I don't even need God to read my Bible. I can just open it up, set it there, read a couple things. I'm good. We haven't even asked God to help me to see him. What do you want to teach me from your Bible today? What do you want to show me from your Bible today? You see, arrogancy is the idea that pride in action. What is it that God considers evil? Now, if we were to write our list, we'd say beating up a child. That's evil. We would say killing someone. That's evil. Voting Democrat. I mean... We would make our own list. But God puts his own list that is quite different than ours. We like that other list because it's all things that we don't do. But this list, this is what God says is evil. Number one, pride. God hates pride. He considers pride evil. Number two is arrogancy. What is that? It's pride in action. That I'm in action by my actions, not just me thinking it, but, but me carrying it out, not dependent upon God. Well, maybe number three gets better. Maybe it's something else. Well, let's see. Proverbs chapter 8, verse 13. The fear of the Lord is to hate evil. Pride and arrogancy and the evil way. You say, all right, all right, here we go. That's better. I am not evil. Well, the idea of the evil way, it's a phrase that denotes a lifestyle. What type of lifestyle? I'm afraid to ask, preacher. 
It's the many acts performed as a result of living in pride and arrogancy. That we've built up a lifestyle of not depending upon God. That is the habit of our life. Remember that the Christian life is a series of habits. You get in the habit of going to church. You get in the habit of praying. You get in the habit of reading your Bible. You get in the habit of giving. You get in the habit of winning souls. But you understand the evil way is developing the habit of not depending upon God. Amen. It's the lifestyle of not living to God day by day. Now, we're not talking about a moment where you have a thought, I don't need God. We're not just talking about the actions that are carried out. Now we're saying there's a lifestyle based off of that pride and arrogancy that every day I don't depend upon God. If you were to take last week and we were to follow around and record everything that happened in your life, how many prayers would have been recorded last week? How many times did you go to God depending upon him? You understand that is a lifestyle of the evil way. You developed a lifestyle of not trusting and depending upon God. And to think about it, that Christians, God's people who are saved by the blood, can develop a lifestyle that God hates. Not because of some belief system or some carried out or some gross sin. But the idea that we can live our life as a habit, as a lifestyle of not depending upon God. And God says, this is what I hate. This is what I consider evil. Pride. The thought that I don't need God. Arrogancy, the act that I don't need God. The evil way, developing the lifestyle that I don't need God. Well, there's one more on the list. Maybe this last one's not about me. Maybe this last one is not about this idea. Well, let's see. Proverbs 8, 13. The fear of the Lord is to hate evil. Pride and arrogancy and the evil way and the forward mouth. You're like, I don't even know what that means, so it must not be about me. The forward mouth is a mouth that deviates and distorts God's ways and turns from him. You say, all right, well, so far that's so good. I'm a Christian. I say that I'm a Christian. I don't cuss. I don't swear. Okay, so maybe, maybe I'm good. Well, this forward mouth is a corrupt and deceptive speech. It's a distortion of what's straight and what's right. You said, okay, well, so far I'm, uh, I'm doing good. When a prideful lifestyle and arrogant actions prevail in our life, then we will justify the way that we live by speaking that is perverted or that is twisted. I didn't need to pray to God today because, and you give your excuse of why you didn't trust God. The forward mouth. Your justification of why you didn't pray today. Your justification of why you didn't read your Bible today. Your justification of why you didn't have to trust in him. 
That justification of why you went to work and you did it in your own strength. What you justify yourself to when you had that conversation with a coworker and you just used your own dependence. That forward mouth. You know, we always justify our actions. We justify why I didn't have to trust God. Why I've got things. Why... And all of this is the list that God hates. He hates pride. The idea that I don't need God. He hates arrogancy, which is the action carried out that I don't need God. He hates the evil way. The lifestyle that I built up of not trusting in God. And he hates the forward mouth. The justification, the twisting, the perversion. The reasoning, the explanations of why. I don't trust God. So let me ask you, dear friend, what justification could you possibly give of your lack of prayers? What justification could you give for just reading your one verse today? What justification could you give of not trusting and depending upon God when he is available to us? Why would we want to live this life on our own strength? When he, we have access to him. You know what we end up doing? The Bible says, be not weary in well-doing. What is the idea of weary and well-doing? It's living my life in my own strength. Do you know that you could get weary of going to church? Weary of reading your Bible? All that is is evidence that you're not depending upon God. The secular world has thrown out their own word with that. It's called burnout. Burnout is just another way of saying weary and well-doing. Living your life in your own strength, in your own power. Doing it your own way without dependence on God. When we look at this, you know what we see? Lives that are so self-dependent. Lives that are so arrogant and pride. And we wonder why God doesn't move like we want him to. We read the book of Acts and see, look at all the things happening. What's the difference? They were dependent upon God for their very lives. You say, but we don't need that. But what would happen if you changed your mind and believe that you did? Lord, I need you today at work. Lord, I'm going to go to sleep now. I'm asking that you would wake me up refreshed and renewed, ready to start my day. Do you think God can answer that prayer? And do you think God is better than a cup of coffee? Now, I'm not trying to say don't drink coffee. You understand that's not what I'm saying. But if we're dependent upon Folgers more than God, maybe there is a problem. Lord, I need your help. I've got to talk to my child. I've got to talk to my wife. I've got to talk to this coworker. I've got to talk to this person here. Lord, I don't want just to be a conversation that I'm leading. You get involved. You work in it. Maybe let me say something that they need to hear today. Not what I think they need to hear. When we look at our lives, we see how weak and anemic our lives really are. Because we're not dependent upon God. And then we look at it from God's perspective. We see our weakness. We see our anemia. And we look at God and God says, I hate the life that you live. Because I could give you the much more. 
I can give you so much more than this. And it's available, but you won't trust me for it. There is so much more that can be accomplished in your life, but you won't trust me for it. The fear of the Lord is to hate evil. You know what this means? That we're not spending enough time with God in the first place. Because if we truly spent time with God, we would hate our self-dependence. If we spent time with God and seeing how great God is, we would hate our self-reliance. If we spent more time with God, we'd realize that he is good and we can trust him for everything. The problem is, dear friend, is that we're spending too much time with ourselves and not enough time with him. That's our problem. The fear of the Lord is to hate evil. Pride, arrogancy, and the evil way, and the forward mouth. Notice this, do I hate? One of the things about our lifestyle is that we're so prideful we actually think God likes our lifestyle. Oh, we're good to point out, well, God definitely hates those folks over there the way they live. And oh, and those people that God hates that life. So me, I'm a Christian. Look at me, how wonderful I am. And we've even fooled ourselves, that forward mouth. We perverted our thinking to thinking that God is satisfied with our pathetic existence of depending upon him. And there's something bad wrong. We need to see ourselves as God sees us. See, we go back to that first thing of pride. We don't think ourselves as bad as we truly are. We don't see ourselves as awful as we truly are. Maybe as a quick pit stop, turn with me to the book of Isaiah. The book of Isaiah chapter number one. Isaiah chapter 1, and notice with me if you don't mind in verse number 2. Isaiah chapter 1, verse number 2. Isaiah 1 and verse 2. Hear, O heavens, and give ear, O earth, for the Lord hath spoken. I have nourished and brought up children, and they have rebelled against me. The ox knoweth his owner, And the ass knoweth his master's crib, but Israel doth not know. My people do not consider. Oh, sinful nature, nation, a people laden with iniquity, the seed of evildoers, children that are corruptors. They have forsaken the Lord. They have provoked the Holy One of Israel unto anger. They have gone away backward. Why should you be stricken anymore? Will you revolt more and more? The whole head is sick and the whole heart faint. From the sole of the foot even unto the head there is no soundness or healthiness in it but wounds and bruises and putrefying sores. They have not been closed neither have they bound up neither mollified with You know what God is saying there? God is saying we're sick 
And we don't even realize how sick we truly are. We're at the place where the ox knows who its master is, but we don't know who our God is. And we should because Jesus saved us. We should be at the place where we say, Lord, I need thee every hour. I can't live this life without. How can I dare go on another hour without depending upon you? And God looks at us and he says, I hate your lifestyle. He hates pride. This idea that I don't need God. Arrogancy, the action carrying out that I don't need God. The evil way, the lifestyle that I've developed of not needing God. The forward mouth, the idea that we're justifying why I don't need God. I could live this life by myself. We see this carried out in action in Romans chapter 1. Turn with me if you don't mind. One last passage, Romans chapter 1. Romans chapter 1, if you don't mind. Notice with me starting at verse 17. For therein is the righteousness of God revealed from faith to faith. As it is written, the just shall live by faith. We already saw this definition earlier in the book of Habakkuk, right? What is the opposite of faith? Pride. So here God says the just shall live by faith. So what we're going to see is the results of the opposite of what happens with a life lived by pride. I don't need God. Verse 18. For the wrath of God is revealed from heaven against all ungodliness and unrighteousness of men who hold the truth and unrighteousness. Notice this. They hold the truth. Are we people who hold the truth? Hold it in unrighteousness. Many we're not carrying out the way that it should. Because that which may be known of God is manifest to them, for God has showed it to them. For the invisible things of him from the creation of the world are clearly seen, being understood by the things that are made, even his eternal power and Godhead, so that they are without excuse. You know, God has done so much to reveal himself. And for us not to know him, remember the fear of the Lord, it comes from an intimate knowledge of him. That we develop from knowing him. Because we haven't known him as we should. We've stepped away. And that God has revealed himself. And what has happened is that we're without excuse. We as Christians more than any. Aren't we without excuse? We know that we should depend upon God. We preach about it. How come we don't do it? We're without excuse. There's nothing we can do to justify our actions. Verse number 21, because that when they knew God, remember this is all dealing with our knowledge of God and who he is, because that when they knew God, they glorified him not as God, neither were thankful. You know, the very first place in backsliding is not being thankful. When we stop being thankful, we also stop being dependent. If I truly realized I need God, I'd be more thankful to him. Thank you for helping me this day. Thank you for helping me wake up. It would show up in our prayer life of being thankful. And if I'm truly thankful, I will also be dependent. That's our very first mistake. We walk away from God by not being thankful. But became vain or empty in their imaginations and their foolish heart was darkened. 
professing themselves to be wise, I don't need God. They become fools. And change the glory of the uncorruptible God into an image like to corruptible man and to birds and four-footed beasts and creeping things. Notice with me in verse 25. Who change the truth of God into a lie, that forward mouth, and worshiped and served the creature more than the creator. Now we usually use this and rightfully so for a lost world that has turned their back on God. But this still applies to us. What is this idea of worshiping the creature more than the creator? I don't need God. I can do this myself. Because if we truly worship God, it would show up in our dependence upon him. I need him. You know why God hates this pride? Why he hates the arrogancy? Why he hates the forward mouth? Why he hates this lifestyle, this evil way? Because we are worshiping ourselves more than God. I don't need God. I've got this. I'm bigger than God. I'm more, I've got this. We get to the place where we think that we are strong enough, tough enough, wise enough, brave enough to live our own lives. I don't need God. No wonder God hates this lifestyle. He hates our pride our arrogancy, the evil way and the forward mouth. Because God is a God who's big enough to take all of our problems. He's big enough to take all of our things. He's big enough for us to depend upon him for every moment, every minute of the day, and everyone depending upon him at once. God is that big. And if God is that big and we choose not to do it, that's just the epitome of pride. You see, the idea of faith is that we are either trusting in God or we're trusting in something else. The just shall live by faith. That if we're going to be right with God, we're going to live by faith depending upon him. But the lifted, the soul that is lifted up, his soul is not upright in him. But the just shall live by his faith. We understand this hits every single one of us because we're not living dependent upon him. And the bad thing is, is that we may be broken about it right now, but we've built up such a lifestyle, such a habit that tomorrow morning we'll go back and depend upon ourselves unless we specifically do something about it. It's easy to come to an altar tonight and say, Lord, it's me. I'm wrong. And then go away and don't change a thing. I'm not asking you to change all your lifestyle at once. You can't keep that. But what is one thing that you can do? What is one change that you could do tomorrow to start you on that step of depending upon him? Maybe it's your Bible reading. Maybe it's your prayer life. Maybe it's just something you've got to start somewhere. Where is it that you need to start? And you can't end there, but you've got to keep adding to it, adding to it, understanding that your goal is complete and utter dependence upon him for everything. By the way, we will not have the power of God until we have the dependence upon God. 
And as long as we're trusting in our own selves, that's all we're going to get. If we want things different here, and if you want things different in your life, it has to be a dependence upon God for every single thing. So what is it that needs to change? What is your first step? What thing that you need to modify tomorrow to help you to be more dependent upon him tomorrow? What decision do you need to make tonight to put into practice for tomorrow? Thank you for listening to this audio message. This is Pastor Scotty Bockhaus, and I encourage you to take this information that you just received and make a specific decision to follow after the Lord. If you don't know Jesus Christ as your Savior, let me beg you to take the time to receive Jesus Christ for the forgiveness of your sins. If you are saved, I encourage you to make a decision in your life to help you get closer with the Lord. If there's anything specific we can do to be a blessing or to pray for you, we encourage you. Look us up on the internet at riverviewbc.com. Once again, that's riverviewbc.com. Or if you would prefer to call us, you could give us a call at area code 920 530-6308. Once again, that number is 920-530-6308. If there's anything we can do to be a blessing or an encouragement to you, please let us know. We would love to make ourselves available. Thank you.